Welcome back, everybody, to the Flixnerd Podcast. My name is Brennan, and today we're going to be talking about violence in movies. Movies have always been a very big part of my life. It's brought my family together in tough times. It's given us family outings, things to talk about. And one of our family outings recently was going to see Joker in theaters. And Joker was a great movie. I enjoyed it a lot, as did my family. But when I left the theater and looked up, you know, the the classic ending explained, all of that fun stuff on the internet, it came to my attention that there was a lot of controversy around this movie, specifically talking about the violence in it. Now, I was very surprised to see all this controversy. And a main part, or main point, should I, should I say, in the controversy is director Todd Phillips giving people a psychopath to follow and to justify their own actions. Now, for people who haven't seen Joker, a really quick rundown is about this mentally ill man who gets pushed down by society and he snaps and he goes on this violent rampage and becoming who he feels he is. And the only time he truly feels alive is when he's committing crimes by murdering people or making statements. And this is fueled a lot of controversy on Twitter, Facebook, anywhere that you'd see it. Because, as I previously mentioned, people believe that this character, as in the Joker, can be someone that psychopaths look up to, or not necessarily psychopaths, but people who go through those same struggles can look up to, and may they may think, because of this movie, that those actions are okay. Now, is that what it's saying? I don't agree. I think there's plenty of examples that I will get into where the main character has been a horrible person doing horrible things who could be relatable, and they didn't have anywhere near as much controversy. Now, the main actor, Joaquin Phoenix, is phenomenal in this movie, and when he was asked in an interview about the violence regarding Joker, his statement was that it's good when movies make you feel uncomfortable, and that is really what Joker does. When you see him murder people... It is raw, and it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It does not push you, or it does not glorify this, this, these murders. And director Todd Phillips uh, was also asked the same question, and he says a lot of the controversy comes around from the Aurora shooting in 2008, which was a shooting during The Dark Knight, an- another Batman movie with Joker, the same character, and this man went into the theater, and he shot up the theater and murdered too many people and injured as way more than he should have, which is a horrible act. And Todd Phillips actually said that it was misreported that the man was dressed up like Joker, which I remember being the story. I remember seeing this on the news. I remember exactly where I was because my parents were actually in the theater a week before that shooting happened. So this really... This really stuck with me because it was so close to home. And I also loved the movie uh, The Dark Knight, and so I thought this was horrible. And again, Todd Phillips said that it was misreported. A lot of people are using that to slander the movie Joker, and he is not trying to represent violence. He says his movie does not represent violence. He says it is in a fictional world, and it's fictional characters, and he brings up a perfect example of John Wick. For those of you not familiar with John Wick, it is a movie about a man, 
played by the amazing Keanu Reeves, who loses his dog, loses his wife, and he goes on a killing rampage of people who wronged him. And Todd Phillips brings this up because a point that people on Twitter and on these social media sites are using against Joker is that it's that they're bringing up a toxic white male, ma- toxic masculinity point into it. And he points to John Wick to this, and he says, why is this movie held to different standards? John Wick is has people cheering in the theaters when he kills these people, which is a lot more violent than the Joker is, having seen all three John Wick movies and seeing Joker. John Wick is much more violent than Joker ever is. And he's just wondering why the movie is held up to different standards. And I agree with him, because uh, a YouTuber named Jeremy Johns on YouTube, he breaks down the Joker in his perspective, and he says that Arthur, the main character, he's in pain. You do not want to be like him. He is constantly in pain. The only thing driving him in life is his mother. That's really his only happy place. And later on in the movie, you realize that that's a scam too, that she was mentally, you know, off. She abused him. She let her boyfriends abuse And with Joker, this movie is trying to have a lot more different conversations than it is having. Violence should not be the conversation of this movie. That is why I'm opening this episode with this point, because violence should not be talked about. They should talk about the other conversations it wants to start, like society, how it treats mental health, how government treats mental health, mental health in in an end of its own, as well as dangers of social divide, which is very present in the movie. So now I want to give some examples about characters that are in violent or different roles that could inspire people to commit actions as these characters do. I've previously stated John Wick. I've already went over that one. Another one, uh, another example is the show Breaking Bad on AMC. And this show is about a chemistry high school chemistry teacher who finds out he has lung cancer. And in order to pay his uh, all of his medical bills, he turns into a meth dealer. Now, why, when this show came out, did news articles not say, high school teachers, be aware, if you can't pay your medical bills, don't sell meth? That's what I think people are doing with Joker. And the fact that... It's happening with Joker and hasn't happened with Breaking Bad or hasn't happened with Kick-Ass, which is a movie about people who just want to be vigilantes. Why do we not have vigilantes running around with masks in the new age of superhero movies with a superhero movie coming out every few months with a multi-billion dollar properties like in Marvel, DC, Disney, all of this? Why are people not dressing up as Iron Man and going and trying to stop crimes? Why is the news or and why are we as a society not keen to discouraging people from being a vigilante? But we're discouraging people from acting like the Joker, which I believe it's good that we are not in like encouraging people to go commit acts of crime. Don't get me wrong. But there's so many examples that are held to a different standard. American Psycho, for example, with Christian Bale, this man is seems like a normal man to everyone and then goes on a psycho rampage and kills people. Why did people not uh, be aroused by this idea when it came out? Why did local businesses not have a psychological analysis of every one of their workers to make sure that they don't go on a rampage and kill people? In Saw, 
the start of the torture porn age of movies, there were no warnings about saw killers or saw mimickers or jigsaw mimickers. There was none. No articles. No news. No, you know, morning news videos. No interviews. Nothing. American History X is another example with Edward Norton. This movie is one of the best movies I've ever seen, personally. And in this movie, Edward Norton is part of an anti-Semitic group with a giant swastika tattooed on his chest. When this movie came... If this movie came out in 2019, it would be in the news for over six months, I believe. And that's just where we are as a society. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think... That, I think that movie came out in a good time just because it was more acceptable because it's just a story. And you see in there, it's not all about the anti-Semitic part of it. It's a character study. And that's really what it is. It is a character study of the main character and how he has changed and the environment around him. Similar to the Joker. The Matrix came out at almost the start of the millennium. This movie has more gun violence than Joker does. Joker, you only see one gun in the entire movie, and only four people, I believe, four or five, are killed by that single gun. And gun violence is being talked about around this movie, but wasn't talked around in The Matrix, where they had duffel bags worth of guns going through a in a scene in a specific scene they have dozens of guns and there's a scene which is an amazing scene don't get me wrong the scene that goes on for three three five seven i don't know how long minutes and this scene is just people shooting at each other and it's in a building after they've gone through security already which i believe again would not happen in 2019 i feel like there would be more buzz around it in 2019 and again that is just how our society has gone and that is how the violence in these movies has affected our society and i feel society has also affected these movies that the same reason why you can't put out american history x in 2019 and a great example of this is quentin tarantino Quentin Tarantino is a director most most widely known by his movies like Pulp Fiction, The Hateful Eight, the most recent Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, as well as the Kill Bill movies. Now, if you haven't seen a Quentin Tarantino movie, I suggest you go and watch one because they're amazing. But a big theme, the main theme, if you'd say, in every single one of his movies is violence. And he distinguishes a difference between violence and graphic violence. Now, in Quentin Tarantino's movies, violence is presented in a specific way that he likes because he makes serious topics seem funny. He makes serious topics seem funny. As he said in an interview when asked about violence in his movies, he replied with, it's a fantasy. It's not real life. And I think that is a great standard to live by while making movies because movies' main job is to entertain. And whether they take on social commentary or not, that's up to the director. Director, Some people might like that more than others. That's just how it is. But in all of his movies, every single one of his very graphic violent scenes is presented in 
the most ridiculous. It's it's pushed over the edge, and not in a sense of wow, it's really gory. It's pushed to a sense that seems comical, because that's how his movies are. Because his movies can get excessive, and then then at those points you realize, oh oh yes, this is a movie, and he makes people recognize that. As well in his movies, the violence is not random. Um, to go on a little bit more specific, all of his movies uh, revent, or e- evolve around the main character having a moral compass. And all the violence in all of one, every single one of his movies is taken out against the oppressor in the movie. The main, quote, villain. Now, whether, whether that's good or not, that's up to the watcher. Uh, really, some people don't like it, some people do. I I like it. But really, what Quentin Tarantino focuses on is that there's no real consequence to escapism. And that's what movies are about. And that's how movies have changed and evolved through, throughout the years uh, in America, in o- overseas, all of that. Now, here we have a clip from the interview I had with Hal Rudnick. Hello, everybody. Here I have Hal Runnick. He's a comedian as well as a writer, big in the movie industry, paired to the uh, YouTube channel Screen Junkies on YouTube. Uh, how you doing, Hal? Oh, real good, Brendan. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, and with The Joker coming out recently, there's a lot of controversy around the violence in it, as well as society currently and how we stand. So as my first question, I want to ask you, how have we seen the perception of violence in movies change in recent years? You know what? I think back, so to put it in context, I think back to the uh, mid to early 90s. I I should uh, Google it real quick. But when the film Natural Born Killers came out uh, with Woody Harrelson and uh, Juliette Lewis, that film was heavily uh, criticized and scrutinized because of the level of violence in that movie and the blood and the gore. And I think as you go through the years, there are different films that uh, restart the debate. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, I think filmmakers need to be responsible. And I think, I think certain films can glorify not just violence, but mindsets or uh, something, that, different behaviors like uh, a film might be racially insensitive or what have you. But as far as getting really causing violence, I, I feel like it's that that's not real doesn't have a huge effect uh films like the joker i mean and i mean if you want to dig into joker i feel you know culturally we're in a different place Uh, i mean the if if you have a, a a niche point of view there's a pocket of the internet you can find yeah that will support and explore and really potentially spew vile stuff whatever that point of view is so i feel like you know the joker comes along at just a weird time culturally because you know when i was growing up you uh yeah the, yeah, the obviously the internet wasn't even a thing when i yeah. was like your age uh so it we we are in an unusual time culturally where things are shifting but just as far as people focusing on the joker yeah it's sort of a perfect storm Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and because we have, we live in an age of, you know, mass shootings. It's a, it's a horrific nightmare problem. That's a very real thing. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that that rings that bell, that's that seems that echoes anything along those lines, people are going to flock to it. But yeah, I, I feel like it's it's easy to pin it on something like the Joker. But go off of that. Do you think that over the years, uh, movies have changed more so in ways or have people like people's perceptions? Because as you brought up Natural Born Killers, that's a great example. Whenever I bring this point up with my family, that's what my dad points to. Um, And so, yeah, do you think that the movies more so have changed the violence, the different types, what's more acceptable? Uh, well, just talking about movies have changed in as much as we live in like kind of the golden age of comic book movies, uh, Marvel and DC, and yes, slapping the Joker label on this film that was previously, uh, you know, could have been akin to a Scorsese film or something like Mm -hmm. that. Uh, obviously the the film is a huge homage to taxi driver. uh, Some of the great taxi driver, especially. Yeah. Uh, taxi driver, king of comedy. Uh, have you seen Have you seen King of Comedy? I'm not. Oh, really? Really worth checking out. I'll it's put it on of, my list. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely one of Scorsese's kind of uh, underappreciated gems. Uh, but uh, yeah, back to the point. Have, have films changed? Um, yes and no. I mean, you get like we. Here's the thing: we survive the age of what? What did they call it? Uh, like torture porn, gore yeah. porn, like the saw like, and all the human yeah, centipede, saw, <laughs> hostile, the, the, uh, all any Eli Roth film you want mm. to talk about. But so there's been blood, there's been gore, there's been violence. But now the I don't know if it's the films that changed, but it's the the talk about the films that have changed after the fact we run, we put it under the microscope and we say, okay. Uh, and this is for better or for worse, because I feel like we can't just go around unchecked, uh, Mm. just as far as, um, being, you know, screw political correctness. We can say whatever we want. People need, I think people need to proceed with awareness, Yeah. but then we really dissect everything. And sometimes it's a fun conversation, and sometimes it's like, oh, my God, I'm banging my head against the wall. Please shut up. Yeah. So that's what's changed. The level and the deep dives of conversations, and everyone has has them, and people are writing blogs and think pieces and tweets and even just a meme. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, that will, st- like, spark something. So I don't think it's as much the films. I feel like it's the conversation and the depth and the level which it's, I mean, it's good in a way because you call out certain problematic things. I'd once again like to thank Hal for doing this interview with me. And if you are interested in the full interview, it will be uploaded soon. Now we are wrapping up the Flix Nerd podcast for this week. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you for coming and listening. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next week.